Welcome back everyone to the Flynn Hendricks Experience. This is an open door into the life and mind of yours truly, and this is our second episode on this endeavor. And man, I can't believe we're in 2023, but I figured why not go ahead and kick it off with something that I know a little bit about. We're going to go down the wrestling lane and we're going to talk about being a heel or being a bad guy for those that aren't in the know about what that means and what a lot of people are lacking in today's environment, especially in the wrestling world for being that dislikable, hateable bad guy. Now, look, I'm not going to pull it back too far behind the curtain. If you know, you know, it's all performance at this point, but the fact of the matter is you always want to do your best to have a story of good versus evil in whatever performance you're doing. If you are the bad guy, you need to bring that... Oh, I'm, I can't even think of the right words for it. Bring that authentic asshole to your performance, to your character, to you, so that these people in the ring, in the crowd, everybody in that building knows that you are the bad guy. Because if they know that they can shake your hand or they can catch a high five from you or, or whatever it may be, they know you're just playing, which that's something I absolutely hate. Somebody that plays wrestler instead of is a wrestler or becomes a wrestler. It, you know, if, if you're playing, if you don't believe it, if you're not authentic in what you're doing, trust me, they will know. I've hammered the nail in on this in multiple podcasts about bringing your authentic self to what you do believing in what you do because I swear if you don't believe it the crowd and everybody around you even your peers will pick up on it and this is something especially in the day and age of social media that man you know people they want the likes they want the stars they want the retweets they want everything and they want fans to connect with them and know oh he's a good guy he's this he's that and yeah, you know, maybe I am a good family man outside of the wrestling business. Maybe I do donate to charities like the Nashville Humane Society or St. Jude or whatever else. But when I am in that zone, when I am in that character of Flynn Hendricks, I am in the mindset that I do not want one redeemable quality about me. I don't want anybody to cheer for me unless... I mean, obviously, like if it's going to happen, there's going to be a, a smart fan or a smart mark fan, whatever you want to call it, that knows the whole shtick and everything. And if they do, that's fine. I'm not going to go out of my way to shake their hand. I'm not going to go out of my way to high-five them. But I want to be that bad guy. And trust me, people have come up to me at shows and said, man, you took it too far. You've done this. I have had fans try to fight me. I have had fans try to set buildings on fire. And yes, that actually happened earlier in 2022, actually about a year ago now as this airs. Like, I want people to believe that there is still a bad guy in this world because when their good guy, their hero, their baby face comes out, whether he's bigger than me, smaller than me, same size, I want them to, without question, without hesitation, cheer for him. I want them to love him with everything they've got, and I want them to want to see him kick my ass from pillar to post, beat me, 
and then get his comeuppance for whatever dirty, dastardly thing I did to him. And the thing is, is it, it, it's a story. It's classic good versus evil. I mean, this goes back to the Bible. If you're, if you're a Christian and you read that, it, it's, it's simple storytelling. There is good versus evil, and in the villain's mind, he has to think he's right. And in my mind, I do think I'm right because I bring my real-life experiences in the wrestling business and in real life, actually, to what I bring to the ring because I was that guy that was bullied. I was that guy that was told, hey, you're not going to make it in this business. You're just a piece of shit. You're just here so we can take advantage of you and make fun of you. We're going to punch you and like try to hurt you in the ring. I bring all that piss and vinegar, all those experiences to the ring because now – those people are wanting to work with me or they're nowhere in the business. And I'd love to remind people of that and bring my real life experiences to it because, hey, you didn't want me here and now I'm here calling my own shots, which whether you want to say it or not, I kind of am. You can look at the year of 2022 as far as the wrestling goes and see that that's true. And it's just a matter of telling people things that they know but don't want to hear and having the believability and belief in yourself to back up what you're saying. It's all about authenticity. It's all about being that bad guy. And on top of that, too, it's not about going out there and doing the prettiest moves or the flashiest flips. It's not about any of that. It's about going out there and being a bully. Because... In all honesty, I've said this on the normal feed of the I Know You Hear Me podcast. I think I've even said it on the Tales from the Haunt episodes. I heard Arn Anderson say this once, a legendary professional wrestler. Hell of a heel, hell of a hand, should have been a world champion. But I don't care how big I am. I don't care how small my opponent is, how big he is. If I kick him in the knee or I take some coward's way of getting the advantage, people can relate to that. Because they've dealt with a schoolyard bully, or they've been that schoolyard bully. They're going to react more and relate more to a thumb to the eye, or a kick to the knee, or a low blow. Something cheap, whether it's needed or not. They're going to relate to that because they've been in those experiences. When most of these people are not in the best shape, or maybe they are, but they can't do a front flip twice, or they can't do a back flip. They can't relate to that. Yeah, it may be pretty to see, but in my mindset too, is it going to happen in a real fight? Is it going to happen in a real fight? That is the way I look at this. And trust me, you can hit me with something, and in all honesty, if you try to hit me with it and I see it coming, I'm going to move. I don't care. It's a matter of being that bully and being believable. It's a matter of taking the microphone, owning the room, because when you talk, they should want to hear what you have to say so they can boo you and then tell you that you're wrong. And looking at it too, look at guys like a Roddy Piper. Look at guys like Rick Rude. Uh, let's see, who else? I mean, there's a laundry list of people you can name. Vince McMahon even. These guys that thought they were right because they were the heroes of their story, but because they were going up against somebody like Hulk Hogan or dealing with the Montreal screw job and Brett screwing Brett when he was just trying to save his company, meaning Vince McMahon, these people 
thought they were in the right. But the crowd didn't want to hear that. The crowd didn't care because you screwed over their people. You screwed over their favorites. And therefore, it made their favorites more sympathetic while also making you more hateable. That is the the mentality that I bring to the table on this. Because it literally is a rarity in today's day and age. And don't get me wrong, and whether I should or shouldn't, I take it personally when I see people like a Jeff Jarrett getting praised for being one of the last real heels in the business. Or somebody like a Bully Ray saying that they are the best on the mic. Or even an MJF. Which, whether or not I should be offended, I mean, part of me cares, part of me doesn't, but everything that MJF is doing now, minus a few four-letter words, is everything I was doing when I became a heel for the first time in the wrestling business, but I was getting slapped on the hand by promoters that didn't want me to succeed, and I was being told that it would never work. So, look at him now, jerking off to everything MJF does. Sorry for the visual, but it it's wrestling. But, the thing is, is I want it to be believable. I can talk. I can talk those people into the building. I can talk them in because they are going to hang on my words and hope they all get shoved back down my throat. And the thing of the matter is, when I have a match with someone, those people aren't there to see me win. They don't care who it is I'm facing. They just want to cheer for that person and hope that they beat me. And then when I sneak by, and when I do win by hook or crook or cleanly, they hate me even more because I did what I said I was going to do, and I might not have gotten caught doing it. But hey, then I'm still the champion. I'm still the most hated man in that building because I am not playing the part. I am the part. I look the part. I believe what I am doing. And therefore, I am making the job of the babyface that I am working easier. Which our next topic, we'll talk about being a babyface. But right now, it's focusing on being a heel. And like legendary wrestler Johnny Valentine once said, I can't make you believe that all of this other stuff is real, but I can make you believe I'm real. And there's a reason that, again, not blowing too much smoke up my own backside, but there's a reason that people have said, everything you did looked real. That's a compliment to me. There's a reason people will cringe when I take a baby face. Let's just say a Brandon Wolf, Lean him over the barricade and open hand chop him across his chest. And for those that don't know what that is, that's an open hand slap to the chest. And the echo in the room, that resonates with them. The way I mouth off after I do it, the way I trash talk before I do it, and the way I trash talk the people, that is what it takes to be a heel. You don't want to be like, you don't want to have redeemable qualities. And if they give you an insult, you need to be able to come back just like that and give them one. Maybe it goes over their head, maybe it doesn't, but it shuts them up, and then you are in the game. They automatically hate you. You make a kid hate you, then his family hates you. It's believing what you do. It's being authentic, and it is just being that dastardly, dirty villain. It is as simple as that. And 
that is what is missing from a lot of professional wrestling these days is guys don't want to do that. Guys are afraid of the heat. I've had to fight fans before, and I'm not afraid of that. Because if you think it's that real, then by all means, if you think it's real, it's going to spread throughout that crowd. Word of mouth is going to spread. Social media picks up on it. it. It works in my favor, and ultimately it comes down to me being a puppet master and pulling the strings. And that kind of commitment, that level of commitment, whether you want to call it method acting, existing, whatever it may be, it's something that has helped me in my acting endeavors. It's something that's helped me in everyday life of committing to the, who I am or what I am trying to be for this person, whether it's in a sales meeting or just in a security meeting, conversation, whatever it may be. It helps me adapt and be that authentic person for what is needed in that moment. And the fact of the matter is, if you want to be a heel in today's day and age, don't worry about the likes. Use social media to your advantage. Share your matches. Brag about how you won, even if you cheated. Brag about how they, just brag about how they boo you because you tell the truth. Use it to your advantage. Take advantage of having a microphone if you can talk, if you can't. Study people that can that are heels. Study people that have done things you want to do and work on it to get better and make yourself a more well-rounded performer. Because ultimately, not everybody is going to be a big badass heel. I'm five foot seven. Right now, I'm 207 pounds. I'm not the biggest guy in the room. To some people, I am physically imposing, but in all reality, I'm a chicken shit heel. I'm going to backpedal when it comes down to it. If the guy is getting the aggressive, you know, if he's the aggressor and I'm on the defensive, I'm going to backpedal and find a way to cheat my way out of it. That's what it needs to be because not everybody is going to be a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not everybody is going to be a Taz. But believe me, when I get that advantage, I'm going to take full, full advantage of it until that baby face comes back and cuts me off again. And then I'm back on the defensive until I cheat them to win. Because of things like that that people aren't willing to do anymore. There's a reason why this past summer in, in July in Salina, Tennessee, there was a citywide power outage. But people stayed in the building held their cell phone lights up to see me take on Zach Hartnell and see if he could beat me for the UCW Southern States Championship. There is a reason, and that is because no one else had been able to do it. No one else. No one else could knock me off my perch, and they wanted to see if this was finally the time to make it happen. And that is what it's all about. That's what Ric Flair did. That's how he made his opponents. That's how this business works, because when you have a good heel... He can work with anybody and make them a babyface. Now, whether or not that's going to continue if they work somebody else, that's a different story. But the fact of the matter is, you have to want to be that dastardly asshole with no redeemable qualities. That is what it takes to be a true heel. Don't worry about the likes. Don't worry about the retweets. Don't worry about shaking hands and kissing babies. Be a giant dickhead. Be believable. There are certain lines you don't need to cross, like, racial slurs, which unfortunately in today's day and age still happen, which is something I am not a fan of, making fun of the mentally handicapped. There, there are things you can avoid because if you were good enough at it, you will know what to avoid, how to keep it classy, and also still keep it insulting. But at this point, I feel like I'm rambling on about it, but that's that's my take on being a heel 
that's what I think has worked so well for me over the majority of the last 15 years I've been involved with wrestling and why I've been more of a heel than a babyface. But believe me, at this point, after having all the acting experience I do, I think I could flip the script just like that within one night. And maybe we'll cross that bridge one day. We shall see. But this was just my take on being a heel. And like I said at the start of the show, this was just an open door look into what goes on in my mind and how I feel about certain things. So this has been the Flynn Hendricks experience on being a heel. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with another new topic like being a babyface. So subscribe, share, like, review, do all that fun stuff, get the word out there, get connected on social media, everything's in the show notes. Also, buy a shirt, buy some merch, support the show, that way I can also keep this going and make donations to St. Jude and the Nashville Humane Society. So we do that every week, and I'm bringing you quality content twice a week now. So guys, don't let me down, and we'll be back next Wednesday and this coming Friday with new content and new material. So I know you hear me.